Hello and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima and I am your host. This is a Christian podcast where I will be discussing on a regular basis books that I am currently reading. (laughs) I am a wife to Omar. I'm a mother. I'm a soon-to-be former home educator. I'm a former student. I have a master's in theology and I love, and I mean I love to read Christian authors, Christian leadership books, anything that can just help uh, me grow closer to God. And I love to share that with others. So thank you for joining me on this journey. And I pray that the books that I share will be a blessing to you and will draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Hello, and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. We are in this amazing book called Total Forgiveness by R.T. Kendall. Um, And as I say in every episode almost, he visited our church last summer and he gave some excerpts of this book. I bought it and read it and it's been a game changer in terms of, excuse me, um, understanding the importance of forgiveness and um, why we should forgive and why we should not take for granted um, the opportunity we have to fellowship with Christ in a stronger way when we choose to forgive. And so we're on the parts of um, this chapter is talking about the Lord's prayer and understanding what the Lord's prayer means in terms of forgiveness. And so we've been talking about different things that happens when we don't forgive and just um, how that, how that equates with the Lord's prayer. And so um, on page 94 at the bottom, it says God condemns an unforgiving spirit. Okay. It says, I'm reading here, God condemns an unforgiving spirit. If you do not forgive a man their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins, Jesus says. Why do you suppose God so uh, so hates an unforgiving spirit? Okay, and there are three reasons. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned. Um, So Jesus was saying the one part about, you know, you forgive your sins. And now the author is asking, so why do you suppose God so hates an unforgiving spirit? And the author is going to give us three reasons. Number one, it says that it shows an indifference to the greater thing God did. Okay, and I'm reading again on page 95, the top of page 95, I'm reading from the book. The greatest thing was God sending his son to die on the cross for our sins. To be forgiven is the most wonderful thing in the world. But in order to forgive, God paid a severe price. I predict that when we get to heaven, we will be able to see little by little what it meant for God to send his son to die on the cross. We now only see the tip of the iceberg. We see waves of glory and and these overcome us, but we've seen little, okay? Um, Continuing reading, God did for us what we did not deserve. He therefore wants us to pass this on to others who don't deserve it. So when I read this part, I stopped here and I said, yes, we don't get it. Um, God did what he did for us, what we don't deserve, okay? We don't deserve to be forgiven, but, um, he did it for us so we could be forgiven. And so when I stopped her, I said, Lord, yes. Again, and I read this book last summer, but this part, uh, resonated with me again when I reread it. Um, we forget, yes, the person who hurt you, think about who you're having trouble forgiving. They probably don't deserve your forgiveness. Okay. They probably don't. But God wants you to forgive them anyway, even though they don't deserve it, okay? Because he wants us to understand that we don't deserve forgiveness. We don't deserve to be forgiven by him. We kind of forget that. 
because God is such a loving, wonderful, merciful, kind God, he forgives us. And we just, we're like, okay, but we forget that we don't deserve it. Okay. All the things we think, all the things we say, the way we treat each other, the way we treat um, people around us, the thoughts that come into our minds, um, we don't deserve his forgiveness, but he forgives us anyway. So he wants us to understand. Uh, he's like, it's like, he's saying, I agree with you. That person doesn't deserve your forgiveness, but I want you to forgive them anyway. Okay. And what happens when we do that again, in the last episode, we're in, we, we're walking in the supernatural when we choose to forgive someone who does not deserve our forgiveness. Okay. And so that part really uh, resonated with me because I wanted, I, I, I said, there's so many people who probably don't deserve it, but I'm going to forgive them anyway, because God forgave me. And guess what? When they repent of their sins, God is, gonna, is going to forgive them too. So while they're walking in forgiveness with God, you're mad at them, but God has forgiven them. Okay. Because they repent, they're repenting of their sins. They're repenting and asking God to forgive them, but you're still mad at them. Okay. And again, the author says it, I've said it over and over. It's not an easy thing to forgive. Um, but it's something we can do. So at the time of this recording, this is the Easter season at this time. Um, you know, Easter is different every year, but, um, one of the things I reminded my children is about what God did for us. I wanted them to be reminded that, um, it's hard to understand what God did for us if you don't really, if you can't grasp it. And so one of the things we did is we recently watched The Passion of the Christ. Um, I'm not sure if you ever saw that movie. It's about 18 years old, but it's, I mean, it's a phenomenal movie of looking at what Jesus endured for us by taking on our sins. Now, um, I will say, you know, um, I know the movie is extremely graphic. Um, they didn't watch the extreme graphic parts. And if I'm being totally honest, I've never seen those parts. Um, and, and all the years I've watched that movie, I don't watch the part when Jesus is being severely beaten. Um, and my, uh, the, my daughters actually did not watch that party that my son Jaden was able to watch it without nothing. He, he and my husband Omar can watch it easily, but me and my daughters did not watch that part. Um, but we kept it on the, the, the volume was on so they can hear what it's happening, but they just didn't see it. Um, but, and then of course the rest of the movie shows him have been beaten. And so they could see his blood, um, and how he was beaten. But I wanted them to understand that, um, if you keep seeing a, a cookie cutter version of what Jesus did on the cross, and I'm not opposed to some of the movies that are made to not show as graphic as it was, that's fine. But I told them that if you keep seeing cookie cutter versions of Jesus, what he endured, the severity of what he endured, you won't grasp what he did for you. You won't grasp him dying on the cross for your sins. You won't grasp it. And so, um, that's part of what he says here. Number one, the greatest thing was that God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. And we read that, but do we fully understand that? If you've never seen that movie, I recommend it. Again, it is graphic. Uh, Jesus being beaten is hard to watch. It's extremely graphic. It's hard to watch, but I get it. Um, because we don't get it. If we just look at it, if we just read over those words and if we never can fully picture in our minds what he did for us, we don't really understand it. 
And it's hard to truly come into true fellowship with him when you don't fully understand what he has done for you on the cross. And so, and when you look at it from that perspective and you're thinking, Jesus uh, endured this torment for me and he forgives me, you know, and then he's on the cross praying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. I can, as hard as it is, as hard as it is for me to forgive, I can forgive because nothing, I assure you, I'm not going to go through what Jesus went through. Most of us are not going to endure that. And yet he was forgiving uh, those who were, who were nailing him to the cross, okay, praying for them. And so it is hard. It is hard to forgive because mo most of the time we're just in shock by the person who's hurt us. We're in shock by this. We just can't believe it. Uh, someone we trusted. But you can do it. As hard as it is, you can do it. So if you, that is what happens. He condemns an unforgiving spirit because of the greatest thing he did for us. That's number one. Number two is it interrupts God's purpose in the world, his reconciliation. Now, I'm going to read. God loves reconciliation. He has given the ministry of reconciliation to us and he wants it to continue. We are forgiven. He wants us to pass it on. Pass it. When we are forgiven, he wants us to pass it on. When we interrupt that, he doesn't like it at all. He sent his son to die on the cross, effectually calling us by his grace and giving us total forgiveness. We interrupt that flow by not passing it on. Okay. Just think about a river flowing just beautifully and peacefully. Think about that for a second. Just picture that in your mind, just a river, just this peaceful day. And you're out in this peacefulness and nature and just looking at this river, just freely flowing. Okay. And imagine that's just the forgiveness and the grace that we just, we give to each other, you know, but you know, imagine this big wind coming in and just sort of blowing at that, uh, beautiful current, a different direction. That's kind of what it is when we just choose not to forgive. We're interrupting that beautiful flow that God wants to happen, that God wants to happen when we choose to forgive, just the way life would go, the way things would go, um, the, 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 the situations that would just bring about his glory if we just continue to flow in that grace and offer forgiveness to each, each other. But we don't do it. We don't do it. And so God doesn't like that when we, when we interrupt um, the reconciliation that he, he wants to happen. Things are going to happen. But it doesn't mean that you cannot reconcile. People are going to upset you. It doesn't mean that you cannot reconcile. Okay, so we can, you know, if you think about living your life in that peaceful flow, think about you being a part of that and you helping that peaceful flow current going. You know, you can do it as hard as it is. You can do it. Excuse me. And then number three, um, the reason why God condemns an unforgiving spirit is um, God hates ingratitude. Okay. Most of us are this way, but God does not like people who are uh, ungrateful, who don't see that they, you know, they've been so forgiven that they cannot offer that same to somebody else. Okay. I'm going to read again on page, the bottom page 95. God knows the sins for which he has given us and he loves a grateful response. Matthew 18 relates the story of a servant who owed a great debt he fell on his knees before his creditor, his master, and said, be patient. I will pay you back everything. The master took pity on him, canceling the debt and letting him go. The master knew the things for which he had forgiven his servant. But then that same servant went out and found one of his own servants who owed him 
a much smaller amount. He grabbed the man and began to choke him, saying, pay back what you owe. The fellow servant did exactly what he did himself had done. He fell on his knees and said, please forgive me. I will pay you back. But the one who had been forgiven a much greater debt refused. He refused to offer forgiveness. And he threw his servant into prison. To think that there can be such ingratitude. Word eventually reached the original master. An unforgiving servant was was thrown into debtor's prison. Okay, Jesus then added, This is how our my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. God knows what you have done. He knows the sins for which he has forgiven you and the things that no one else will ever hear about. If we turn around and say, I can't forgive that person for what they have done, God doesn't like it at all. God hates ingratitude. I just read what the what the author wrote here. Um, so God knows what you have done. He knows what you have, he has forgiven you for. Okay. But when you choose not to forgive other people, God does not like that. Okay. He is forgiving you for lots of different things. He has forgiven me for a lot of different things. And when I choose to hold a grudge against someone, I'm upsetting God. And that's how I like to think about it. I like to think that I'm not really upsetting God. I'm hurting God. Okay. When I choose not to forgive when somebody has hurt me, when I know that God has forgiven me and them, it hurts him. And I don't want to hurt God. I want to bring honor to God. And so um, I want us to leave with that, just understanding why God doesn't like an unforgiving spirit. Think of the person or people who you're trying to forgive. Think about Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. Think about the sins that God knows that you have committed, yet he has forgiven you for them. A reminder, tell him how hard it is and know that he loves you and he's not telling you get over it. Tell him how hard it is, but ask him to help you every day to be a loving, forgiving person. Help him to give you that um, strength to forgive. Okay, so I'm gonna leave us with that. We'll continue on what it means, you know, what happens when, um, what happens when unforgiveness manifests itself. Okay. So thank you for uh, joining me on this episode and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Currently Reading. I pray it has been a blessing to you and I hope it has drawn you closer to Jesus Christ. The way you can support Currently Reading is by following and sharing it with your friends and family. See you on the next episode.